Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. Mom Show with Joyce and Amy, the podcast where we are telling the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are the leaders in this revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my cannabis sister, realtor, cancer survivor, mom, Amy Searles. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. We're on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. All right. Deep breath. Everyone, deep breath. (laughs) I need it. I need it. I know. All right. So let's... I'm going to introduce our guest today. She's amazing. She's fantastic. She'll give us a little light and joy to our day and... um, We'll check in and then we'll just move on with the show because I just thank you for spending some time with us today. I hope we can add some light to your day. I reached out to today's guest after seeing her post about a cannabis beauty products on one of my really interesting Facebook groups, which happened to occur serendipitously just 24 hours after a really good friend had just recommended I check out a media company, Nature RX, the magazine group she is writing her beauty story for. Really weird, right? So... After creating and selling her own beauty products, Afterglow Cosmetics, she became increasingly focused on educating women about what we are putting in our bodies and on our bodies. She wants us all to be conscientious and aware. She's lived all over the country, but presently calls North Carolina her home. Her professional focus now is to work with beauty businesses that can benefit from her hard-earned wisdom. 
Today's guest wants to help others with product development by consulting one-on-one with their brands. Her goal for each client and contact is to set them up for success and has just created an online course on how to run a beauty products business. We are very happy to welcome to the Canamom Show this morning, Kristen Adams of Satori Mind Consultants. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Welcome. So, how are you? (laughs) How are you down there? (laughs) What's going on in your household? Who's in there? Who's there first? Yeah, it is a full house. I um, moved back from Bali in December, and um, I I had put my house up for rent because I wasn't sure if I was coming back to the states, and I feel good that I came back. And so I'm actually um, with my parents right now. Are you living at home? Okay. And uh, how are how are are your parents doing? They're they're really good. They they self medicate through gardening. So, oh, perfect. Uh, oh, my God. That's the perfect thing to do now. <laughs> so it's perfect. perfect. It is. I wish yeah. I liked to garden. I hate to garden. I, I talk about this all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm looking for it. Me too. But um, it's, it's just been a blessing. And I, like you said, serendipitous to be in this space, not alone, living in my condo by myself. And I get along really well with my family. So yeah, that's, that's such a good story. Aim, what's going on over there in Austin? Not far away, but so far away. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's the same day every day. I'm living yep. Groundhog Day. That is what I'm doing. You know, yeah. Brendan still has class classes and schoolwork. He has more schoolwork now than when he was actually in school, I swear. I uh, believe teacher, it. Yeah, the teachers expect the same uh, outputs when in a, in a non-traditional setting, you know, it's like, so what kind of stuff are they doing? I'm kind of like, so my kids are college kids. My kids, uh, yeah, yeah. so I, I, they're doing their own thing. They're online. They're taking tests. My son's mm-hmm. a musician. So actually that's been very, I say next time, quarantine with a, a chef and a musician is like, it's not so bad. I mean, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and have your own podcast so you can see interesting people from across the country. So yeah. what are they doing as 12 year olds? What do they do? Um, there's actual, um, the teachers video, the lessons, um, like, he has a lot of Latin work, you know, so useless, too. But I guess because he goes to Boston Latin, you know. Yes, it'll come back. Someday you'll find something that he needs it for. You never know. You think so? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am a lawyer with a master's degree, and the one skill that is useful now is that I can sew. It's like a random <laughs> thing. That's great. I am living a World War II movie. I am like the next sitcom. My life is unbelievable, right, Amy? Yeah. I have. A, I run before this. Like besides running a cannabis <laughs> podcast from my bedroom, I I run a boarding house for homeless musicians. Yes, you know, you this is just this whole world, I and I and I'm a lawyer whose most useful skill is that I can sew. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, that's homework. your thing. He's doing video games. Uh, me personally, I am outside all day with the dog. Like, yeah. from the minute I get up, I, I need to be in the fresh air and just be outside. I need to hear birds and look for Austin wildlife. We have a turkey that lives down the block from us, so I try to look for the turkey. <laughs> See, it's city, city, city life. All right. Yeah, so, and, and, I, and I do. She te- she texts me during the day when I know she's about. So, all right, we're oh, all surviving. Well, yeah, all right. So let's, let's start, let's start. Yeah, backwards. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I know that you've had a whole long story with things and I, I had reached out to you because you were reaching out to CBD and beauty products, but mm-hmm. I just want to, what is it that set you up? Let's, you know, why do you want to do this setting up for success? What have you seen in your sort of experience in this business that requires 
um, you know, a special attention probably to women leaders, I would imagine, in the beauty industry and this holistic, more approach. Right. Well, I come from, um, I, I started and ran a cosmetic company, so an indie beauty company, for 15 years. Um, my products didn't have any CBD in them. Uh, I started it in 2004-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, okay, I you had, want to name that? I know I talked about the name. What's the name of the company again? Afterglow Cosmetics. Afterglow so, Cosmetics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's used it, they know that's yeah. this is her. She's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when I got started, I started. I I, I have a background in painting, so um, like many people that start a business, they start based on their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically pigment mixing at its most essential. And mm. um, I started making. It was a line of makeup and. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, and I quickly got into, that was right with the first tiny wave of natural cosmetics and natural skincare, just as it was hitting the collective consciousness, and um, I got in a bunch of magazines all of a sudden, my sales took off, Mm. and I realized um, I was not a chemist, I had some great ideas and some innovative ideas, but I really needed to bring people into my sphere that knew what they were doing in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And um, and that helped me um, grow fast and not um, kill myself in the problem. I well, no, I mean, you're a leader. I will say, you know, like the, we talk. I mean, I got to say, in this time and age, we think a lot about leadership. And leadership isn't saying I do everything. Leadership is trying to right. figure out what you do do and knowing the people who can do the things better than you and giving them leadership or ability to do. So that's this right. is what leadership is, right? Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was in my life. Just had to point that out in case you missed that. <laughs> Thank, you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you don't realize it when you're making these decisions, but um, that was in my in my late 20s when I started. And um, so I brought on a chemist that shared my vision, which is also an essential part of bringing people into your team and building your tribe that have like minds and share a common vision and a goal. So you're all rowing in the same direction with the same vision and the same song. So um, I, we grew and grew and grew and eventually started selling in dermatologist offices and salons and spas, um, exporting to Europe, um, into perfumeries and things like that. And um, I believe I probably made almost every mistake in the book. And, um, but I survived. I, I ran a, we ran a very profitable company for many years. I had a great team. And um, Well, then you know that these can be overcome. You know that thing that people totally. just, you don't. My, I, I, the whole lotus thing. I know we've been talking about lotuses and persistence, mm-hmm. and yeah, right. Um, but just the idea that you know, beauty is beauty, obviously beauty products, but they're tough, and you have to be tough to right. get to the next level. And you've done it, so you know you can. So you can tell by people other, it's not a dead end. I guess that's what you can tell right. people. Yeah, but yeah. So good. Thank you for making all those mistakes. And thank you. <laughs> and I mean, I had I had a great support system around me as well, and mm. a lot of times you don't. We're afraid to ask. We're afraid to look stupid. Um, we're afraid to not think we are looking successful. We're afraid to look like a fraud. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, we don't even know what questions to ask. A lot of times, that's the most damaging thing. Is you don't even know what you don't know. Exactly. So if you don't know the right questions to ask to make sure you right. can make the best decision possible. Right. And um, in in specific niches like creating, making cosmetics, hiring a contract manufacturer, and um, and building a brand a lot in in niches, a lot of times there are many things that you don't know. Can you talk, actually, I know this is a niche, but we're talking sort of industry specific. Have you, so in terms, like it's a combination of beauty and CBD, which is totally unregulated. So 
everybody's making the mistakes because nobody's done it before. Uh, actually, you know what I mean? <laughs> to a certain extent, in the United States, yes, there's no pre-market approval just for cosmetics in the United States, and then yeah. you add CBD into that mix. Now you have now you're now you have two um, kind of unknown quantities that you're working with, and with. With cosmetics, there are still guidelines and there are still like FDA regulations around that. But mm-hmm. when there's no pre-market approval, you can make a lot of mistakes and invest a lot of money before you even get on anyone's radar as doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And well, no, there's no boundaries, you know. There's yeah, no guide. Right. Yeah, it's hard when there's no boundaries. Right. And as so- a mother, as a mother, we all know that. Like- <laughs> right. You're yeah. You're 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 raising this baby and you don't have any roadmap. We don't know, but you know, you know, you got to have some safeguards you're going to fall off because it's a big world out there so yeah what do you think actually so you're in this a little bit what do you think i know seed to sale issues are coming up i don't know mm-hmm. what are some of the can you top like the name the top three for would it be are you talking just about america are you talking nas- international um the top three for using Ma- cbd and consumer products yeah i mean is it, it is different internationally so maybe it's american specific because yeah. we're so weird <laughs> if you're making products for the U.S., I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm an advisor to the CBD Association, which is a new association that is um, mm. tracking uh, regulatory issues related to CBD and consumer products globally. Okay. Um, oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah. But um, everything is was up until about February, moving so fast, and um, that that even in the United States, there's still not any kind of harmonization. Um, and so I feel... And I feel this way just about cosmetics, and I also feel it about if you're putting CBD as your um, focus ingredient in topicals or any kind of consumer products. First, focus on the U.S. Because trying to take on the whole entire world at once is, right now, almost impossible for mm-hmm. for CBD and making sure you negotiate all those. Um, first, focus on the U.S. and make sure you have a strong base here and a strong product here. Because... Um, Removing CBD out of the equation, which is even more regulated, even just trying to export a cosmetic product, and I, I registered over 200 cosmetic single SKUs into France, and it was a complete mm. nightmare, and it was insanely expensive mm-hmm. as they have a lot of regulatory hoops. Right. So, right. as as a newbie, as a new brand, starting with the U.S., it's a massive market. Or the U.S. and Canada, massive markets, and right. still, like Canadian regulatory issues are so different than the U.S. regulatory. All right. Well, it's even it's well CBD is a little different now because it's state to state. Okay, so that changes the dynamics sort of. But again, I imagine I talk a lot about local rule. I love talking about local politics, religion, pot politics. These are like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know local rule is very specific here like our, it's not just massachusetts is one way like each community all of our you know towns and cities have different ways of dealing with this so um even dealing state to state must be very tricky i imagine for people who deal in a very regulated industry that has no boundaries <laughs> yeah all right so let's i mean let's just come back to, like labeling so we were talking a little mm-hmm. bit about how, what are you working with people and these are some very specific issues, like what has to be on the label, what cannot be on the label. How do you right. talk about CBD products? There's a lot of talk now about, you know, we've kind of pushed it too far. We keep telling people it solves everything, which it may or may not, but we got to kind of rein it back in. So <laughs> what are the rules about labeling that you can talk about? Yeah, so just um, I, I've been speaking at traditional cosmetic conferences, um, mm-hmm. these very small conferences with the regulatory experts for L'Oreal and Chanel and Estee Lauder. And I've been speaking about cannabis in cosmetics because they all have stuff in R&D right now, and they're all trying to understand 
how they can talk about it and how they can label it. And um, <clears throat> until very recently, um, and still, you'll see on the ingredient label for any kind of topical, you'll see CBD listed in many, many, many different ways. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's listed like hemp oil when it actually right. is CBD. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's listed as cannabidiol, which is correct. Um, and then in parentheses, what it is, organic CBD or... Right, um, right. But it's listed in so many different ways. And um, it's... I know, they have it at Walgreens now too. They have it everywhere. Yeah. I just saw it at Walgreens. Yeah, yeah. hemp extract. That's yeah. What it, that's what it says. My mom got it. She was yeah. excited. She was excited. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so as a small business, like going back to a small yeah. business and try to like hedge your, your, your risk and make sure that you're not, um, you know, for a small business, you're not going to be on anyone's radar first unless you're making massive claims about curative things like cancer. Truth. And, um, but you might still be making lots of small, like, um, missteps that could that could cost you money and relabeling or uh, repackaging or doing things like that so mm -hmm. and as the regulatory as the regulatory climate changes you might have to make those changes anyway even though you're following the letter or the spirit mm -hmm. of the law so um, do you see any so I mean I think part of the issue is it's very complicated like this is not for CBD but like when I pick up a, a quarter ounce of flour there are so many labels on that, and the way that I, I mean, I know they're doing it because they're required to, but it's so complicated, I can't even understand it. So it's kind of useless. So, do you see in this industry trying to find a way to simplify it to make it so like it's um, informative, but also uh, accessible? Because it's not accessible, and I mean, like cosmetics is maybe a little bit different, but just the idea that there are all these, you know, what is hemp? What is full spectrum? What does it mean for? What does all that mean? Like, how do people even supposed to know? Yeah, it's like what is yeah. isolate? what is isolate? You know, Sephora came out with their their um, their own rules about what kind of CBD they would allow in products that they sell. Sephora, and, the company. Sephora, yes. Okay. <laughs> actually, yeah, Sephora. That um, actually, they had approached most of their standard brands that that, mm -hmm. that they had been selling for many years, asking them to start making products with CBD, and they did this two years ago. So wow. they saw this trend coming. They knew it was going to be a big deal. A lot yeah. of these brands the, declined. Because oh, they did. Yeah, at that time, because they thought the risk was too high. They were on the FDA's radar. They knew that this wasn't, that this didn't have, it was too much of a gray area for them. Right. And that's when, like, Ulta started to bring in Kanuka, and they started to bring in brands that were, um, that were CBD dedicated instead of trying to convince their other brands to make CBD products. That's interesting. Right. I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, we see that sort of at the federal level. I mean, you kind of see it at a national level. So, you know, once the football leagues, when the, you know, when the big NFL football, everyone accepts it as a huge white guy dude thing, cannabis is going to be accepted, right? But, you know, we're letting it come in at sort of like the grassroots level, which isn't really helping. And it's the reasons the banks and the big people in the top are so afraid, you know? Mm. But you got yeah. I just, you know, this, this is the industry that's going to save America. I don't know why people don't see this. <laughs> I believe it all the way, all the way from fiber through um, through self healing. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea yeah. that the, you, you're very close to the people at the top who obviously want to do this, but they're not. It's it's risky. I mean, I'm a lawyer, so I see you know all the litigation, all the things that are going to come down the road if if they're you know on the radar and someone's out to get them and they're really investigating what's going on. So, mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity. But you you showed us the flip side is that these small people, it's an opportunity to create their product, right? Right. And so what's happening right now? Well, uh, I don't know what's actually 
as far as, <laughs> as, far as acquisitions go. But, um, you know, um, Hello was just acquired, Hello, the toothpaste company. Um, oh. They're a natural toothpaste company. They had rolled out last year um, a hemp seed oil toothpaste, and very recently, mm. maybe in January, they, they rolled out a CBD-infused toothpaste. And Interesting. They were just wow. acquired by, I believe it was Procter and Gamble um, wow. this year in January, wow. February. And so, what those large companies are doing, instead of taking all the risk on themselves, they are looking at the successful CBD dedicated or CBD more focused brands that are smaller, the indie brands, the ones that are successful, and then they're acquiring them to kind of like encapsulate that risk. That's how America. That's how America works. Yeah, yeah, that's how America works. So Sephora, um, they said they they created some some guardrails for their own brand, saying it has to be U.S. grown hemp. Mm. Again, an American industry, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Sephora like is LVMH and it's a French. I know, but whatever. They're like, (laughs) and no isolate. They said no isolate as well. Oh, really? That was Mm. very interesting. So only full spectrum, full what is? they, uh, I don't know if they spe- if they said full spectrum, but they definitely said no isolate. I don't remember if they identified mm. distillate was. I mean, think of all the chemists who are going to have jobs for this. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, so you obviously you understand business. You're kind of at a level where you can talk to people who are really in this. What do you see? I mean, if you're talking about innovation structures, things that you, what are you looking at at smaller businesses who are starting up? What are you telling them? What's their innovation? What are you doing to help them kind of get? I don't know. What do you think is the next step? Maybe it is part of getting your product really just a solid product and then someone bigger will buy you. Is that, or, you know, what do you see it coming down the road? Yeah. Um, well, everyone starts a product with their own vision in mind. And then sometimes yeah. um, an entrepreneur does not want to be acquired. It's not part okay. of their path. And they, they want to have a lifestyle business or they, um, uh, their goal is not necessarily acquisition. So they're not okay. money. They're not, they're, they don't have that growth path. They're just, well, I mean, it is, as I will say, most of the women leaders or the women product developers that we've met really are that path. It's the, I came into this because it healed me or my child or my loved one. I created this product. I want people to know about it. They're not necessarily business people. And I do like to talk about this on the business side. Like, you know, I've had, uh, we had a woman from a company called Comcan. She was a, you know, real estate attorney business. I mean, and she set this, she's not a cannabis consumer, but set it up as a business. And she did talk about sort of, you got to have that balance between the passion and the understanding of the business because it is like we talked about, this is such a hard business to be in mm-hmm. and for so many levels. So uh, again, that's probably part of the mistakes and part of the things you try to help people uh, avoid so they can have success. Right. Making sure that you have something unique, you know, everyone has mm-hmm. to right now, <laughs> making sure that, that it is unique and um, that's where the innovation comes in is, Right. How, are, how are you innovating in the industry? What are you doing that's unique and different? Like, how are you solving a unique problem? Um, that, that's the story. Like the, right. it's, um, it's the innovation and, and the branding and how they kind of coexist together to inspire someone to purchase your product and then come back for repeat business. That's it's, what they say on Shark Tank. That's it. <laughs> Finding a solution to a problem. You know, all those people are just regular people thinking of things, you know? Yeah. What do you think of like aromatherapy or like how is this working? You know, the terpenes are, you know, becoming the big hot topic about, you know, it's not just indica, it's not just sativa. It's really how do you use these terpenes in connection with your intention? Right. The, um, I think that CBD is 
captured everyone's imagination in the beginning, but there's so much more to the plants. Mm -hmm. um, even medis I'll say medicinally, um, but medicinally for us to use topically, and the terpenes are um, an untold story that has that I don't think we have taken a lot of time to delve into. And um, and I feel like right now, you know, they're saying there's a CBD glut. There's too there's a over not enough de demand and definitely an oversupply right now. And um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of biomass that's sitting there waiting to be processed. And I feel like perhaps now's the time to dig into that terpene story. Hmm. And, well, yeah. and, you know, a lot of the terpenes that are produced by, um, by hemp and cannabis in general are terpenes that are in many other plants. They're not unique. Many of them are not unique to cannabis specifically. Can you talk a little bit about, the, for people who are listening who might not even understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Explain what the terpenes are, what the different, you know, the six or however they describe them now. Can you go through all of them? The terp, lemonine, per you know? You can think of terpenes like uh, the essential oils of the plant. Okay. And, and, right. and so for, to take it down to something that's um, digestible and that they are, they have lots of characteristics that are um, antifungal, antimicrobial. They, um, they also, just like other just like we know essential oils do um, in every plant. They, they can trigger um, emotional and um, neurological responses in our body. Right. I know that everyone says like, oh, CBD and hemp is not, act like it's not um, psychoactive, but uh, um, it is, it is, it is <laughs> I hate to say this because that's not the party line, but my, <laughs> but <laughs> the I'm a bit of a contrarian. So contrary to the party line, um, there is, we are having a relationship with every plant that we put on our body and, um, and in our body. And the terpenes and, and every single molecule that is, that is, that is in the hemp plant and um, cannabis in general is um, interacting with us on many levels, mm -hmm. um, all the way up to like the esoteric spiritual level, if, you're, if you um, appreciate that level, all the way down to just how how our sensory and nervous system is interacting with that. And so every terpene and every molecule within the plant is supporting or triggering something within our body to right. bring it back into balance and homeostasis. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's all about the terpenes. But it is, yeah. it, is, it, is, it is something that I don't think many people yeah. are talking about this now in that sort of way. We had a woman talking about, um, you know, using aromatherapy and how she's sort of integrating this into a different product. And this is the next level, I think. This is the next thing we're heading towards. But mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I did want to flip before we run out of time. So I, the reason I reached out to you, I connected with you, you're writing this beauty article, right, for Nature Rx. Are you still doing that? <laughs> and, you are, and you are reaching out to some of my lady friends and you were um, a man named John Dorn, who is actually the connection I had. Someone had told me about him the night before and then you popped up so I figured I should reach out to you because that was a sign. <laughs> yeah, um, NatureX, they are um, they are a new magazine that's dedicated to better living through cannabis and um, they don't only focus, even though it will be distributed uh, through all many, you know, regular retail outlets and stores. It's a printed magazine but all their articles are also online and um, they are the same publisher's have the same publishers as Men's Health and um, the, the Yoga Journal. So it, this is the normalization of cannabis. 
Yes. It's very interesting to present it in all of its glory and with all of its stories and um, and really bringing it into um, the consumer's hands and allowing them to see all the different ways um, from fiber hemp and what it can do in their bed sheets to, and that was actually just in the Wall Street Journal. So the, the normalization of cannabis is really um, coming. The New York Times Magazine this weekend, after yes, all yes. the sad stories about the um, the victims of ugh, victims, there was a story about little about cannabis out in Western Massachusetts. Mm. So you know, this is very. My mother picked it up, who, who now believes in cannabis because she's my guest. Yes. But yes, before yes. that, was very worried about me. But she that she reads the New York Times every day. If it's in the New York Times, it's real. So it's real. Yeah, there was yeah. just an article online in the New York Times about terpenes, a whole article. So it's. Uh, Everyone's talking about it. So what? Are, so who have you met? Who are you talking to? What are the kind of products that you're seeing that you're going to tell us about coming? Or maybe you don't want to sneak, no sneak peeks? Or <laughs> talk about it the way you want to. <laughs> a huge brain dump with NatureX for their um, spring-summer edition about um, what was popular and, um, and what's coming. And what I'm really excited about is the fact that that Coincide, possibly coinciding with this, and maybe this is a luck and key scenario, is that I feel like the um, cannabis in con- consumer products, specifically are women, are opening up an entire new conversation about women's health and mm-hmm. specifically yep. to um, women's sexual health and um, and support systems <laughs> for that, and mm-hmm. um, and women going through menopause and how mm-hmm. that can be able to support. <laughs> To support that journey and that next stage of life, and um, and I feel like th- this um, specifically cannabis is um, is it's such it's such a taboo breaker in its in its own right that it's it's allowing easier conversations around other taboos like mm-hmm. <laughs> which shouldn't be a taboo but is or, right. or like, that's it that, that's right. actually right. that's a good point because I've had two different product people people contact me now they just to tell me about their products so I mm-hmm. have been hearing more about the sexual CB whatever the things that they're trying to um, promote and the idea that this is something you know I'm just talking to my beauty product agent about I'm like well I'm a little dry down there what can you recommend <laughs> I mean that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I am a middle-aged woman, so I've done the whole menopause thing. So all I talked about for years was this. But I, you know, if it's interesting, it's a whole new conversation. One my mother would never have had with her friends, I guess. No. And my mother was the one who gave me like my body's your cells. Like I grew up in the seventies, so I was kind of like they were kind of open, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that was the book to give, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, so were they open to that? Did they see that? The Men's Health Magazine, see your perspective on women and CBD products? <laughs> uh, well, I just gave them, I mean, I gave them suggestions for, um, okay. uh, you know, sunscreen that has that has SPF in it and CBD and oh, um, like a- after sun care and um, a few different makeup products. And That's great. So I most, can't wait to read it. Yeah. And when's it coming out? They said in a few weeks because it's supposed okay, to hit cool. for spring. So oh, maybe it'll hit the same day because we this is a two week out. So maybe the same week our show is released. Ooh, your article. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay, that'll be fun. Now, so you can you can post it. But, you know, see, we I've been talking about CBD, but you know, there's CBG and there are so many other um, molecules and, um, that still are yet to be 
explored. And CBG is another one that I feel like is going to come online and gain a lot more attention um, soon, especially for topicals. Mm-hmm. Well, this is work that keeps going, and it's um, and I know I want to. We're gonna have, we have to do a little quick break for our, our bong for mom campaign. <laughs> um, but on the other side, I want to come back. I want to talk about what you're doing with your um trying to help other people, trying to help other women coming into this business and some advice you would give. And then that's the whole show. I can't believe it. Okay. So after this, we'll be right back after this message about a bong for a mom. Hey, Aim. Guess what? We have something big coming up. I know this is very exciting and I can't wait because it's something that it's hopeful. It's happy and it's exciting, right? Absolutely. Okay, kids, everyone who's listening, we are starting a new campaign here at the Canna Mom Show. This is a campaign for attention because there are so many great stories out there. We want you to hear them all. And this is what we're doing to help have them heard. Mm-hmm. Because do you believe that cannabis has the potential to transform the world and our love, justice, goodness, and hope, the words that warm your heart? Then you are going to love our campaign, A Bong for mom yay! <laughs> for the next six weeks amy and i and all of our friends all of our canna mom show ambassadors will be focused on educating and entertaining people about cannabis by building our audience and getting their stories out into the world here's how they're helping and how you can help too the canna mom show is creating a home for all the stories that need to be told because that is what moms do and our founding guest and friend of the show, we're going to help us find more people to hear their stories, and they're going to help more people know us, too. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're doing, Aim. Do you know what we're doing? I think I know what we're doing. Okay, what's today? <laughs> what's today? Today is March 19th, and the significance is it's... It is my mother's 85th birthday. That's great. And my mother's now in lockdown, but we are going to mm. bring our ice cream later, but we are launching this A Bong for Mom <laughs> campaign, hashtag A Bong for Mom. Or bong for mom. Yep. Got that? Both. Both. <laughs> and our goal is going to reach 5,000 listeners for the Canna Mom Show by May 10th, which is Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yay. <laughs> and doesn't mom need a bong for mom? <laughs> <laughs> so the way this is going to work is over the next six weeks, they're going to be hearing a lot from us. Our mm-hmm. ambassadors are going to be pushing out their show on their social networks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it a little bit of a competition. Mm-hmm. So the show that gets the most downloads are going to get a gift on my birthday, mm-hmm. May 11th. The Canon Mom Show with the most episodes, downloads, will get a gift from me, the bong quilt. And this is something to be seen when it took her she was like a maniac with the quilting <laughs> i was she, very stressed she was stressed <laughs> and she put all of her energy into creating and what better thing to create than a, a quilt with a beautiful black velvet bong on it it's pretty it's cool. gorgeous <laughs> so you can see it <laughs> it's really it'll nice be up on our facebook it's page lovely. it's up on my linkedin she's amazing LinkedIn, uh picture so <laughs> from our podcast po- we can see that the wide and far of this industry and we understand that the transformations are to come yes and amy and i well we love talking about cannabis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we like meeting all the hard-working women in this business and we love that this is an emerging industry and we believe all those stories need to be heard totally so starting today march 19th yes um with this episode that we are releasing today about get to know your host we are going to be talking about the bong quilt get to know all the shows and it's going to be great and i hope that you will join us because you know when all this crazy is over cannabis is still going to be there that's right it'll be there for you it'll be there for you so thank you and remember to focus (laughs) on the cannabis show and follow the hashtag a bong for mom and bong for mom bong bong (laughs) 
Hey, Aim. What's up? Hey. Are you having a favorite thing? What's going on this week with you? You want to talk about shopping, not shopping, your desperation to shop? Yeah. Oh, my God. I am desperate to shop, you know, but since I'm out of work, you know, I'm a realtor. I am non-essential. My office is closed. I'm really not allowed, you know, I don't want to show people's apartments. You know, I don't want to be a contributor to the problem. I don't want to walk into people's places. Who knows? That's you know what I mean? Are the real is apartments empty? Like, what's happening? All the college kids are gone. Like, what, what is going on over there? Amy lives like in College Central. I do. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I have a feel. Yeah, the streets are emptier. That's for sure. I mean, there's no cars on the road. I mean, there's tons of parking spots. I think most students are home. Have you been what to a dispensary during this? Have you been to what it's like? Yeah, so that was at Mayflower the other day. What's we can explain what the experience is like now? Okay. I don't know what's. So yeah. I went to I went to Liberty in Somerville. And I really don't have to touch anything except the door handle. So if I have gloves or I use my coat or something, you know, I do order order it online and then they're texting you, telling you when to come down. How does that work? Yes. Yeah. And it takes like two minutes, you know, yeah, it was like five minutes. It was ready. I got a text message. I'm like, all right, let's go. So, you know, you just show your cards, you know, I press the button, you know, you go in standing six feet apart, you know, show my cards to them. I think they may have taken the cards to enter it in. I don't know. But then I walked to, you know, where they have the, you know, the setup, got my bag, paid for it, and left. And that was it. It was easy. It used to be like, it used to be you have to like go in, show your IDs. Go in, show your IDs again. Go in, show your IDs again. Third time. We had to show your IDs three times. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was easy. And actually, it wasn't in a bag. It was just, you know, they laid it out for me so I could see it. And then I stuck. Oh, and actually, no, they did put it in a bag. It was very easy. Yeah. 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 It's it's a whole different. So anyway, so I'm not working. I'm not really buying accessories. My money is going into medicine. It's going into weed. And I'm getting other people things. You know, friends of mine are coming out of the woodwork. Can you send me something? I need edibles. Get me a tincture. You know. So yeah, All right. I'm like the I'm, I'm giving. That's my yay. That's my we want to give. Yeah, I've been giving yeah. my mask. I'll show a picture. One second. I I need a new mask. You made my face is too big for your now. mask. Ooh, that's a Thank good you. one. Thank you. <laughs> will you will yeah. you make me so another you could, mask? Yeah, could, oh yeah, these are bigger actually. These are normal size. These okay. are good. <laughs> I'm a pink I made, one, I, one with. I those, um, I just have the fabric I have, but I'll make you the, the pink. The ones I have, they're a pink. I don't have I'd any hard work. I'd like a pink one. I'll make you a pink one. Okay. I made I, I made four for like my neighbor's two and five year old, and they had little dinosaurs on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I wouldn't mind a black one. A black one would. Oh be yeah, I can get you a black one. Yeah, I'll, I'll I would make love a black one. Black one. Yeah, I'll that make would you be a black better. One. So anyway, I don't have a favorite thing is her black mask that I'm going to make her. (laughs) I know. I want to shop. I don't have extra money right now. You you just shopped. (laughs) This is your favorite for being on the show this week, a black mask. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, now back to Kristen, who's (laughs) good sport. These are strange times for sure. (laughs) Strange times. So, are you like so now? You know, people must still be in their kitchens trying to figure out how to make beauty products. Are people reaching out to you? What's going on with you and your consulting? And how are you telling people? Even in this moment of crisis, we can look forward to some kind of success. Mm. I agree. I think right now is the time to sharpen your sword. 
and um, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the same thing for myself. Finding all of those, you know, maybe taking all of those courses that you haven't had the time to finish taking that are sitting there <laughs> in your inbox and working on those formulas <laughs> that you really need just a little bit more time to perfect and um, coming up with your plan and working on your business instead of in your business if it's a little slow right now. Mm. Um, yeah, sharpen, sharpen your sword. So, you know, you know, uh, solidify your foundation, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good advice, man. I All right. Good. All right. Everyone breathing deep. All right. So, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today in the, the chaos that we call the Candomom Show. Yeah. Um, if people want to reach you, find out about what you're writing, connect with you, find the article that you're writing, where do they find you? How do they reach you? Um, well, I am on Facebook. Uh, forward slash eco Kristen. There's a four year old picture of me riding a toy horse. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Very cute. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, uh, but I, you know, because a lot of the cannabis community is on Facebook. But I'm also right. on LinkedIn. Um, you can find LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I met a lot of people on LinkedIn now. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I got to up my LinkedIn game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my website is Satori, S A T O R I, Minds, M I N D S. Dot com and uh, the website's still a little half baked because I'm not totally done with it. Half baked, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be announcing soon. So if you're interested in what my what my course is, my program is is, is how to run a cosmetic company and make it profitable. It's not about formulating. I can hook you up mm. with some amazing cannabis formulators if that's what you're interested in. But it's really about if you're doing topicals or um, a consumer product, how to make it. Um, how to make the right decisions at every store. Oh, excellent. Great. excellent. Oh, we forgot to ask. So now that you're down in there in North Carolina with your parents, what's going on? Do you, are you a consumer? How do you work? Do your parents consume? What's going on in your household? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, consume. I, um, I am totally cannabis friendly, but I don't consume other than hemp-based products. Okay. Myself. <laughs> and um, North Carolina is probably in on many levels, still lagging, even though it's an, an agricultural state and it's one of the pilot program states for hemp. Right, which people don't know that. We've talked about this. It's yeah. funny, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, this was a huge <laughs> tobacco state. So yeah. there, everyone is looking for um, a way to get out of tobacco and into something. And everyone's very excited about growing hemp here. I know. I mean, that's something we don't talk about as often, but I do like the what cannabis could do or hemp, what hemp can do for the soil. As opposed to what tobacco has done to the soil, it's, it's, it's tra- again, it's transformative in this moment of quiet and solitude and, you know, transformation. This is a good, you know, this is a good message to get out there that it is something that even states like North Carolina, Tennessee, you know, these states that we think politically aren't really on board on this really are on a different level. Okay, so that's great. All right, so Amy, good to see you. Dave, good to see you. I want to thank my guest, Kristen Adams. She is sparkly and happy it's a good way to start my day i want to thank my canada sister amy (laughs) searles i want to thank josh lampkin for writing and performing the cannabis theme music our business team kelly dolan of retail results and laurie lennon of thank you beta media our attorney kim kramer of mclean middleton but most importantly i want to thank you for taking some time to listen to the cannabis show where we are talking about integrating cannabis in our lives changing the narrative around cannabis and caregiving and empowering women-centric cannabis businesses one can story at a time and i'm amy Searles. please follow us on social media at the cannabis show and subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast because we're there 
Well, there, and I am Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamon Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.